0: Unlocking the secret to better parenting. This is Growing Pains on the Light Breakfast. So happy to have with us, dealing with no, our resident child psychologist, Katiana Osman. Katiana, toddlers are often referred to as terrible twos because they're always saying no. What's normally the reason why that word above any other is their favorite go to?
1: actually one of the first words that we learn in the vocabulary. So it's true that kids actually learn the word no before they learn the word yes. And I think it's just,
0: we never say yes, then we're always saying
1: no. <laughs> possibly, possibly. And that is something that, you know, that I've seen quite a few articles written about. Maybe part of the problem is that we as parents, when we try to teach our children parameters, you know, what is safe, what is appropriate, we often use no, or at least this sort of negative restrictive language as a way to kind of curb Behavior. And so that's probably why. But I think it's also just because, it, in my opinion, it's a very effective word in being able to communicate something that someone doesn't want to do. And as a child approaches twos and threes and fours, they start to develop their own personality, their own interests. And so I think that no plays a really big part in helping kids communicate sort of their preferences, what they like and what they
0: dislike. That leads me on to my next point. As parents, we are obviously at least part way responsible for. For the kids learning that no is something they can and should use often because mm-hmm. we use it often, mm-hmm. and this comes up with meal times, bath times, etc. And yep. we often, as parents, override that. Who yep. cares? And when they're small enough, and I know I've been guilty of this, pick them up and go and take them to the bathroom for their Monday time, right? Yep, yep. How does this impact them later? Well, I think
1: it kind of impacts them on two fronts. On the first front, it impacts your credibility as an adult, right? Because if we are using no with them very comfortably and no is seen as a very decisive definitive word but then we kind of override that when they're using it then what that could do is it could communicate to them that the word doesn't really have very much standing right so you don't agree or you don't respond when I say no so I don't have to respond when you say no right so that could be something that comes up but then on the other half of it it could very well be that it kind of makes kids doubt the validity or the sort of strength behind their own words right so they might have a bit of a dysfunctional relationship with the word no which is something that I think happens very very often with a lot of adults nowadays where saying no is often seen as a huge negative and they find it very difficult to use that word because it was something that was seen as you know disrespectful it was seen as something that you shouldn't use or at least didn't have any power I think it's more about accountability so say for example you want your child to go take a shower and the child says no obviously that doesn't mean that your child can get away without a shower if you are going to override that like you said, then you need to be able to explain why. And so, for example, saying like, okay, I know you don't want to Monday, but we have to Monday, you know, because it's bedtime and you kind of having to reinforce that while I recognize that you want to say no, and that you don't want to do it, I am not invalidating your wants or your feelings here, mm-hmm. but we kind of have to do it because it is what needs to be done at this time.
0: Are you saying then that just the simple act of explaining why this needs to be done kind of helps with that no so that the child understands the reason behind it and therefore...
1: I think that it's not going to make it any easier on their part in the initial stages, Mm -hmm. right? So your child is going to fight back because they obviously don't want to do what you're asking them to do. And this could be something as sort of, I'm not going to say trivial, but something as small as not wanting to take a bath to bigger things like their academic and sport and you know their career choices and things like that but I think that there is going to be some pushback right but I think that the role or the place of explaining to your child why they no is being overridden I guess at that point and that kind of allows them to understand why that took place right so it wasn't because I'm the parent and I say so which I'm sure we've heard of this a lot it's a very it's
0: a very Asian thing yeah (laughs) yes
1: just because I say so because I'm Mm -hmm. mom or I'm dad right and it helps them kind of make decisions moving forward in the future right so they could understand that okay so the reason why I was not allowed to finish this cartoon was because it was bath time so it helps them kind of go how do I prevent this in the future so maybe I could watch something early start my day earlier Mm -hmm. so that it's not impacting on bath time or I could watch one episode and not start the second one and kind of get interrupted it's going back to helping kids kind of problem solve right because they've got a want that's not being met and then we as parents of course can help them with that process figuring out how to overcome it so that they're not put in that position again but I think that when you tell kids like no just because I said so and this is where I find it really tricky is when parents use no especially in a very inconsistent fashion so some days some things are allowed and some Mm -hmm. days they're not and the reasoning could purely be because you're busy you're in the middle of a meeting you've got a deadline um, you don't have time to accommodate the child's request and so that creates inconsistency and so that creates and to me the bigger problems down the line with behavior and compliance and things like that so I think that you know there is absolutely going to be things that are more important that have to take precedence and you have to say no to your child but I think that explaining to them where you're coming from right regardless of their protests right is something that's important because it helps them kind of understand how it's connected
0: well what about with your slightly older child your tween or teen, and it's a situation that they've said, no, I don't want you to talk to my teacher. No, I don't want you to talk to the other kid in the class. Mm -hmm. Something Mm -hmm. like that. And you Mm -hmm. as a parent feel very strongly Mm -hmm. that the right thing to do would be to do exactly what they don't want you to do. And then Mm -hmm. there's a sense of betrayal and I don't trust you comes up. Like, Mm -hmm. How would you manage a situation like that?
1: I would first understand why they don't want you to, right? Because as someone who was at that age once upon a time, I think that you know, parents, when they run in and jump in and try to fix issues that are happening at school or in peer relationships, it it is 100% true that you're not dealing with the consequences. I do feel that parents with the best of intentions don't calculate what that's going to be like for kids. Now, I, for one, have had that experience where my mom had gone to school and then I didn't hear the end of it with the teacher later on, which she was completely exempt from, right? So I think that it's something that we do have to appreciate that we are putting them in a position that could make things worse. So I think that it's important to understand why they're uncomfortable, right? And then again, use your judgment to see whether that's a valid enough reason. I see this a lot with kids who are bullied in school. They really don't want anyone saying anything because they're worried that the bullies would retaliate. And I think that's completely valid. However, does that mean that I advocate for people to stay silent about it? Absolutely not. But I think that it's important to recognize the child's fears and make an effort to deal with it. To be like, okay, so I understand that you're afraid that the bullies will come after you. So how about this, right? So you kind of come up with a solution so that that fear or that concern is mitigated, and that will allow the child to kind of go like, okay, you know. Most of the time, sometimes it'll just be like, no, don't. Like it's just too embarrassing. But I think it's important to understand where they're coming from, and if you feel that their concerns are valid and there's a different alternative or something else that you could do, which is probably a little bit less explosive, then do that, right? But if you feel that despite their opinions, Mm -hmm. it's something you have to speak up about, then you absolutely need to be able to do it and be upfront with them about it. Like I said, there are going to be things that you have to do, regardless of what your child feels, even if they do say no. But being able to reiterate to them that you're doing that, being fully cognizant of their feelings and their position, and that you're prepared to stand beside them with those consequences. That is super important because the bit where you're like, I'm gonna do it because I think it's right, but I don't care what happens to you. That's the part that often
0: causes problems.
1: So I think that it's important to hear them out and then make a decision as to whether that reasoning is valid enough for you and then take it from there.
0: You mentioned the problems that might arise in adulthood when no becomes a very bad word that one shouldn't use. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about these sort of the effects and impacts of that?
1: I feel like I'm seeing this transpire a lot with sort of the young adult generation now. And to be honest, even a few people in my parents' generation where I think that because you have this very dysfunctional relationship with no, where either the adults or the key figures in your life invalidated that no consistently, or you were punished for saying no, because it was again seen as disrespect or seen as rude. You grow up kind of feeling like no is not something that you're allowed to say and how does that impact you with regards to sort of how you live your life is that you might find yourself being a little bit too accommodating being I hate people this pleaser, word but a people, people pleaser, pleaser mm-hmm. a bit of a doormat you violate or you invalidate your own feelings because you were told that that itself was wrong mm-hmm. that not conforming that not agreeing that not accommodating was in of itself wrong but The reality of it is everyone's different, right? Mm -hmm. And there will come a time where what your family wants, what your friends want, what your bosses want are going to contradict with what you want. And just because you have that difference doesn't make you a bad person. And it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It just means that you have a different viewpoint and you need to be able to be in a position to decide whether or not fighting for that viewpoint benefits you or is something that you can let go, right? right? I wonder if it's very Asian because I think we are like I said before very community based we care a heck of a lot more I
0: think well yeah I was going to say that so it's kind of like embracing no as adults or Mm. young adults we have to also embrace the fact that not everyone's going to like our decision and be okay with that because it's their problem not ours yes
1: and I think that just the way that we as a community and as a culture have kind of progressed we do very much care about our neighbours we do very much care about you know the extended circle of people we are a lot less individualistic as human beings and i think because of that we care more or that we're more concerned about what other people think and feel right so somebody our neighbor's opinion like i've always found this so interesting when people say what are people going to say and i used to always say who are these people like you know when (laughs) when this yeah like who are these people that you speak of um but i feel that that is so relevant in our community so i think that it's where i feel a lot of the toxic relationship we have with the word no comes from is because it makes us stand out when we are programmed to blend in as an Asian culture so I think that's kind of where that happens but I feel that the downside of it is a lot greater
0: well thank you so much Katiana you can listen to all of our growing pain sessions again on the light breakfast podcast that's on the shock app